Hello everyone and welcome back to the Thrive Through Fitness podcast. I am super excited about this week's episode. We are going to talk about mental health and connecting it with fitness, um, but really just focusing on mental health and things me and Ange do to help our own mental health. This is something that I really wanted to make sure I talk about regularly on this podcast because mental health is such a big part of my life and I wanted to get um, a good person on who has similar experience and Ange definitely was a perfect first person to have on. I want to have more um, episodes about mental health but I think this was a really good conversation and a good way to start if you don't if you're struggling with mental health and don't know where to start uh we definitely give a lot of tangible tips and things that we do to kind of combat our mental health and stay um kind of on track with where we want to be so we're going to get into that in a little bit but of course I want to do my little intro part so first going to do our peak and valleys highs and lows good and bad of the past week so my valley or my low of the week um, has honestly just been super stressed out with school and some health things. I'll go into health things in a little bit, but um, honestly, I've been super stressed out with school. And then today also just found out that gyms are closing again, um, which in Pennsylvania, which just really sucks because I've been in such a good routine of going to build and working out. Um, luckily we can still do outdoor classes. They're definitely going to bring back the Zoom classes. So I'll be able to work out, but not lift heavy, which I've really been loving doing. The most weight I have at home is like eight pounds, which is kind of sucks, but, um, I mean, it's better than nothing. So that is kind of my low my peak, my, I mean, my valley. Um, my peak is definitely that I am almost done school. I can count on one hand how many assignments I have left. Um, I already finished half of my history final today, which I'm just so excited about. I have one more presentation, a reflection to do, and then one more test for my psych class, and then I'm done with the semester. This was my first semester back to school after a year and a half off, and It's been hard just keeping my mindset and motivation in the right place, Um, but I'm excited to be done with this semester, and I feel like I've done fairly decent. Um, Not the best I think I wanted to do, but being in my first semester back and getting back into a routine of managing, you know, school and work and mental health, um, I'm pretty proud of myself, and I think at the end of semesters, the end of the year, it is a good time to reflect on things you've accomplished and see where you're at, and that is definitely something I've been doing. I'm going to do a whole episode um, in a couple weeks kind of about my year and kind of where um, like I'm at in life comparison to where I've been, because that's been something I've been reflecting on a lot in therapy and with just my friends talking about it, so... Yeah, that's my uh, peak. It's just that I'm almost done school and I get a three-week break and then I get a fresh start with this new semester and the new year and I'm super excited about that. Um, One thing I did say that was kind of a bummer was a couple health issues. So as you know, I do celiacs. Um, I've been having stomach pain, you know, for almost a year now and I got help um, in, I think it was in January. Um, 
I is when I kind of went to my doctor and then got diagnosed with celiacs in March. So we're coming up on a year of, you know, being in pain and I'm still in pain daily. So I did see a new GI, I got that blood work done. My regular doctor um, had me get a CAT scan. So that came back okay. She was a little concerned, but you know, I also had COVID. So she was couldn't verify if COVID like caused the inflammation that I had or if it's true or if it's like an issue we're gonna have to look more into um I get a scope done next week um so they put a camera I'm pretty sure they put a camera down my throat to see what's going on in my stomach and hopefully that will give me answers and then in two weeks I see my GI doctor talk about everything um so that's kind of that update but like I said, I did have COVID, so that was about three and a half weeks ago now that I was tested positive. Um, so that I tested positive on a Friday, that Monday. Um, I woke up and I had a sore throat, and that was really it. Um, I went to um, babysitting that morning. I was going to work out that morning, but slept through it, thankfully, oddly enough. Um, and then that night, I started to really not feel good. I remember I, I stood up all the time, and I would lose my vision for, like, 30 seconds, and then it would come back. So that's when we would call my doctor. You know, I was nauseous. I didn't have a fever or anything, but that uh, that night, I went to bed, and I woke up, like, sweating but shivering, so I definitely had a fever. So, the next night, um, the doctor's office that I go to, they tested me, um, they only see sick, I say sick with quotation marks, because I would say symptomatic people, um, of any type at night, and they only see six people at night, so, you know, I got an appointment the following night, um, they tested me for COVID, um, and then they also tested me for strep, which came back positive, and the flu, which came back negative. So started treating me for strep, and then I got my COVID test back that Friday. Um, all my symptoms were headache, definitely congested, um, sore throat, nauseous, body aches, fever, um, and chest pain. My worst symptom was definitely the chest pain. Um, I did use an inhaler daily just to kind of help. Um, luckily to the point where my doctor got concerned is when my symptoms started easing up. It took me about 10-11 days to kind of feel back to normal and now three and a half maybe almost four weeks later um, I'm still super fatigued. Um, I don't know if it's just because my lungs and heart were impacted you know just from sitting around and doing nothing because I didn't even have the energy to go on a walk. I think two days I went on a walk around like my cul-de-sac sort of and I was like so tired and exhausted after that so that was kind of my covid experience thankfully i'm okay now no one in my family tested positive that live with me they were all negative um so super thankful for that as well i isolated so for thanksgiving um i was symptom free by thanksgiving but my parents brought me down my meal and we zoomed with my family which was super nice so i pretty much was locked in my room my parents brought down all my meals water vitamin C. Um, if you get COVID, here's my recommendations. This is what my doctor told me to do. Um, I got Mucinex Max Strength. I had that morning and night and that really helped. I also took baby aspirin around the clock um, that helped with the headache, the muscle aches, all that kind of stuff. Um, I also took an extra strength vitamin D. Um, don't know how that helped at all. I, I guess it helped. I don't really know if it really did um like I said my doctor told me to do that and then I had 
the emergency like the stuff you put in the water um I had that every single day as well and I drank about 40 to 80 ounces of water every single day as well um just to kind of stay hydrated I mean I drank as much as I could I really didn't have an appetite either because I was so nauseous um so I'm kind of um, those were all my symptoms I'm pretty much like I said back to normal other than the fatigue um but yeah that's a little like health and life update I'm about a week maybe not even a week I think I'm like five workouts in being back they're super hard I'm constantly out of breath I've used my inhaler a lot um like every workout I've had to use my inhaler and I was kind of just not fun to use I mean it's needed but I would just prefer to not use it um so that's kind of my little COVID update um if you know I get any symptoms or anything again I'll definitely share with you how I'm feeling because it's definitely unknown of what is to come when you have COVID and what's going to come after. Um, I did not lose my sense of taste and smell, which I'm very thankful for because I've heard it takes a while for that to come back. So with all that being said, we are going to get into the podcast with Ange. Do want to put a little bit, like I said, of a trigger warning. We do talk a lot about mental health. Um, We do mention um, body image and eating disorders and, you know, our stances on those things so just kind of want to talk about that I like I said in last week's episode how I develop mine I do touch on that again um so yeah if you guys have um any recommendations if you would like you to have on what topics I should talk about please message me either on my Instagram and it's just life of Kelly or the podcast Instagram which is thrive through fitness podcast so like I said we are going to talk with Ange and let's just get right into it Welcome to the Thrive Through Fitness podcast. Um, you are my third guest um, that I've had, so I'm super excited to have you on. Thank you so much. Um, this is actually my first podcast interview ever, so I'm a little nervous, but I am really excited to be here. Because that's how everyone that I've recorded with is like, this is my first time being on podcast, and I'm like, I barely know what I'm doing, so we're just winging it. <laughs> we're all just trying to figure it out together. Exactly. Um, so if you could just kind of give us like a little one minute bio about yourself, um, that would be awesome. Yeah, so my name is Ange or Angelina. I am 23 years old. I'm currently living with my family. I'm not going to disclose where. <laughs> um, but over, I would say over the past year, I've gone through a lot of changes. Some of my interests are photography, singing, playing piano health and fitness and blogging on my Instagram, which is just Ange Marie. And um, I was living in Philadelphia. I was working at a fitness studio there, kind of exercising my passion for health and fitness and just being in that field and moved home a few months ago because of COVID and all of that. So I am trying to figure out my niche right now and just take life one day at a time. Yeah, that's how I, so I'm my lease and I was living um, by my old college and then I moved home when my lease ended and then we moved houses and it's just like moving home is just such a weird thing after being like on your own. (laughs) It really is. I feel like it was, it was like a shock at first and I feel like the longer I've been home, I feel like the more 
I've kind of stepped back in terms of my age. Like I no longer yeah. feel like I am a 23 year old adult. I feel like I'm getting <laughs> younger and younger and have like more rules and stuff living at home, but I know it's only yeah. temporary. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Same. It's like, do I tell you when I'm leaving or am I just going to leave? Like, you yeah. know. <laughs> like exactly. my bro- so my parents were like empty nesters and then my brother moved home and then I moved home and then we downsized and then my sister mm. might be living with us for a while. Um, so it's just been like it's been so entertaining especially we all except for my brother we're all home all the time so it's like Mm -hmm. my dad's up in his office working my mom has the kitchen and I have my room and we don't see each other except for like 10 minutes ago when we all made lunch at the same time Mm -hmm. like the only interaction we get (laughs) it's very like strange (laughs) yeah I'm right there with you I have my dad who works from home my younger brother who was doing high school in his room my older brother who was working in his room and then I'm just kind of floating around since the kitchen's empty my room's empty I kind of like to hop from place to place throughout the day to keep myself you know like fresh not up in one place all day long so I'm lucky I can do that yeah exactly um so the first question I love to ask people is like what um what would you consider the start of your like fitness journey I do air quotes because you know it's a lifestyle more than like, I feel like people start with like, oh, my fitness journey is just like, no, no, I just work out. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel you. Um, so I played sports growing up and then I um, tried lacrosse when I was in my third year of high school. I specifically remember trying a sport because I wanted to have something to like push me to be active. So I don't want to say I tried playing a sport in high school for the wrong reasons, but I really just wanted it for like the practice, like something to push me to get up and exercise. Um, but my health and fitness journey really started when I was a sophomore in high school. I was in a relationship from eighth grade to sophomore year, and that was very premature, but I mean, that person became my best friend and I spent so much time with that person. And when I broke up with that person, it was kind of a shelter shock for me. And I think that's when I first started facing signs of depression and anxiety for the first time. And my mom noticed that because I started spending a lot more time in my room. I had a Tumblr blog and I would just like get home from school and go on Tumblr and spend a lot of time by myself. So my mom encouraged me to start exercising. She said, there's a gym not too far from us. It's like a women's only gym. Do you want to join that with me? I didn't want to, but she pushed me to. So I went to this women's only gym with my mom. Literally the carpet was pink. The walls were pink. There was like one treadmill, two ellipticals, one bike. And then I think it used to be a dance studio because there was a little room in the back with like a ballet bar and that's where they would do personal training. Um, So my mom and I linked up with the one personal trainer that was like an independent trainer because she would go to different gyms to train different people. Mm -hmm. Um, so we trained with her a couple times a week and then on the other days we would just do cardio so I would do like six miles on the elliptical and I got um, again since I needed something new to focus on since I was no longer in that relationship I started focusing a lot on exercise and eating so I also got very restrictive with my diet I would tell myself like I couldn't eat certain things um, I was trying to lose weight And I got to a weight and a size that I was very happy with, but I also don't think it was healthy because I 
wouldn't be happy with myself if I couldn't go to the gym, if I ate something bad. And then I also started feeling a lot of anxiety around food as well. So that was kind of the start of everything. And then since then, it's really fluctuated. And I'm very happy to the place that I've gotten now. I'm sure we're going to talk more about that. But my relationship with fitness has changed so, so much since everything first started. Yeah, I would say, like my mom said, we are like so similar. Like I started going to the gym like in middle school, but then like stopped. And then my sophomore year of high school, when I got my license, I would go to the gym all the time, work out and then go to dance. And like from that developed an eating disorder, developed really bad body image, like the exact same thing. Also, that's when my anxiety, depression also kicked in was like around the same time. So very like similar stories, like, and then in the summer, whenever I didn't dance, my mom's always like, we're going to go to the gym, like go to Planet Fitness. And I just like walk on the treadmill, like do whatever my mom, my sister did. And like, that's all I did. Like, I was like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Like, I'm a dancer. I don't go to the gym. Like, I just spend my time in the studio. So yeah, we have like very, very similar story. Now I get what my mom's saying. <laughs> yeah, there it is right there. <laughs> yeah um so when do you think like um you when you started working out you said it was more for like your like your mom pushed it for your mental health but like you were doing it for like body image type stuff so what was like your mindset then was it just like to look like something you saw online or was it just kind of like Mm. some ideal you created because for me it was like all the other girls in my studio being like super skinny who what I thought was super skinny compared to me I was like I need to get to that point to be like the right dancer kind of thing yes um when you say to look like somebody online um an image of what I used to see on tumblr literally popped into my head (laughs) I created a tumblr in eighth grade for photography and I was very like still am but like back then like very artistic like it was like artsy back Mm -hmm. in the day um so I used tumblr for that purpose and I would post my photography but then when I started getting interested in health and fitness that's when I created believe and achieve and that was my first blog went back when I was a sophomore in high school and I would blog about my fitness journey but then also consume a lot of content that I think wired my brain into the image of what I wanted to look like so it was a lot of flat stomach abs, like tan girls that were probably like a hundred pounds, very unrealistic. I always think yeah. like a lot of people used to like look at magazines and consume images from that. And like, oh, I want to look like that model in the magazine, but now everything's digital. So I was like, oh, I want to look like that girl on Tumblr that's probably Photoshopped. Yeah. Um, and then I also started taking transformation pictures for the first time back in high school. So I took like a before picture where, again, like I think it was after I obviously was like eating and drinking all day. So I was like Mm -hmm. bloated, but it was like a very unflattering picture. And I was like, I don't want to look like this in like two or three months. And I'm going to work really hard to transform how I look on the outside. So now everything I do is motivated by mental health and feeling a certain way, but it started out as like, everything I was doing was to look a certain way. Yeah, that's exactly how I was. It was like, I only go to the gym outside of dance to make sure like you fit, I fit the mold of like the dancer and then seeing that all like followed all these other like dancers on Instagram who were also like sticks 
and like yeah so I was the exact same way just like seeing people on Instagram and on social media just like looking that way and like it's so funny looking back so I was like I literally looked like what I wanted to but it was so unhealthy and even when I think I was at like my smallest I was like oh, like I'm still not there like it was always like I can do one more thing to make myself look this way and now I kind of finally like this past year like it's been to a point where it's like um, I think like for me gaining a bunch of weight helped me a lot like a bunch of the medications I was put on made me gain weight plus going to college obviously made me gain weight um, yeah. kind of like being out of my own eating whatever I want and then like there definitely I like I don't know if like relapse is the right word but like relapse into that mindset and then finally have just kind of like been like mm, yeah I'm gonna work out and like I'm gonna like lose weight or like tone up or whatever but like that's not the angle so when do you think you had that like mindset switch or like how long did it take you to get that to that because it's been like four years for me to finally like break that habit um I've definitely been flip-flopping back and I was flip-flopping back and forth for a long time so that was high school and then when I went to college I remember one of the things looking at colleges when I was a senior in high school, um, one of the things that I was looking for was a, a school with a nice gym. I was like, I want a school with a town so that there's somewhere to like walk around and go shopping and whatever and get food. But I also want a school that has a really nice gym so that I'm able to work out because one of the promises I made to myself was I don't want to gain the freshman 15. And yeah. that was one of the first promises that I broke to myself because my freshman year was, as many freshman years are for a lot of people, it was a roller coaster ride. So I roomed with my best friend and she ended up going to Disney. She got a job at Disney and she ended up leaving and pursuing that. And then I roomed with another girl who also ended up leaving. So I was just by myself and I was there to make new friends. And I think that's when I turned to food as a way to cope with being by myself and being scared and lost so I ended up gaining I guess 10 to 15 pounds it was an image that I wasn't mm -hmm. happy with and then I created another tumbler that was fitness by Ange and that's when I started again working out to get to lose the weight um, and then I took fitness by Ange to Instagram and again another time wanted to change the way I looked outside so it was just this repetitive cycle um, until pretty recently, I just decided working out and moving your body is for your mental health and your physical health and your emotional health. And it's not all about looking a certain way on the outside. It's about feeling a certain way on the inside. And I think the people that I follow on Instagram and a lot of the content that I'm consuming has a very large impact on my own mindset. So I changed the content I was consuming. I changed the way that I was thinking and started going after working out and eating as a way of feeling and not a way of looking. Yeah, I did the same thing in the past like year. I just like unfollowed so many people. Like even now, like I'll like see something I'm like, I don't like that. Like just like unfollowing and like getting that out of like even your mind is just like the best feeling. Cause then your feed is all just like positive people and like talking about like having a normal body and not being like even a lot of like 
like every once in a while I'll see like a dance account come up and I'm like oh my god why do I still follow that like get out of my feed get out of my face like not what I needed and then same thing for me like it took so long to like work out for my mental health rather than for like I mean like yes like cool the weight loss comes with it but like what if if you I lost my train of thought if you had to like tell someone um how do I want to word this how would you like tell some what would could you like what would you say to your younger self then now I guess would be the right way to put it or um somebody maybe um coming from my this is my podcast self somebody that yes. has the mindset or somebody that's listening that has the mindset that I once had yes yeah um yes. what would I say to that person my person um I would say and it's gonna take me a second to think about it take your time um, <laughs> exercising has so many benefits outside of looking a certain way and I know that's really hard to even think about if you're caught up in only going to the gym or only doing at-home workouts because you want to change the way that you look but if you just step back and think about how you feel when you do it and kind of reframing your why and if your why isn't going to be about looking a certain way then what else is there I also am so passionate about the fact that there is so much more to health than just exercising. So I encourage my mom, her exercise routine to include meditation before or after, because I started doing that over the summer, adding meditation into my reg regimen um, after like going for a run or after doing a workout and just realizing how great that made me feel. And then also um, stretching, just simply adding in stretching and or like a warm up, little things like that. Um, just so many other components other than just the exercising itself. Um, I would also say it might seem old fashioned, but pick up a notebook and a pen or even open like a Word document or a note on your phone and just journal your thoughts out and really get in tune with like your inner self and again, your why, like why are you doing what you're doing? Just get to know your inner self better. Um, and it, just like, see if there's another reason for exercise other than looking a certain way, because there definitely are. Yeah, I love that. I've like, my therapist made me start doing meditation. I used to do it whenever I was like super young with my mom, we would like lay on the floor and do it together. But I recently got back into it and it's like the best thing, even just like waking up in the morning, like sometimes I'll wake up and be like already flustered about my day. Like on Monday I woke up and I was like, oh my God, like I have class in 10 minutes. My bed's not made. Like I couldn't focus. I literally like turned my camera off, turned on a two minute meditation, cleaned my room and then went back to class. Cause I was like, just like calming yourself before like, or after a workout was also like the best thing. Cause sometimes I'll think like this morning I had training and then I was like, oh, I like, I got in my car and I was like, Oh, like you got to get home. Like I have a meeting at 11, you know, I'm podcasting with Ange. I like, got to make sure I'm like ready. And then I was literally halfway home, like just keep saying that in my head. And I was like, I need to like chill, like turned off everything I was listening to. And just like being like quiet and still, like it's like a whole other part of like a health and fitness aspect that I feel like a lot of people like don't like think about. Like whenever people start working out, it's always like to look good. And then like, they don't realize how like impactful it is like on your mental health. So what do you think is like the biggest impact working out has done for your mental health? 
Um, I think reason. So I want to talk about like what working out means to me and how that's yeah. an impact on my mental health. Um, I was very lucky a few months ago to get unemployment money. So <laughs> that is how I got a Peloton, not going to lie. Um, the Peloton bike is like $2,500. And I know that that's something a lot of people can't splurge on. So if anyone's listening right now and you're like, oh my God, I'll never get one of them. I completely understand. The only reason why I got one was from unemployment, but I got a Peloton a few months ago and that completely changed the game for me. Um, I think that's also something really important is that there are so many different things that you can do when it comes to moving your body. So you have to do what works for you and you have to keep changing things up if you get bored. Don't get bored and decide health and fitness isn't for me. Think of what else you could do, try something new. So I was working for a fitness studio in Philly and I stopped working for them and I felt really lost because I was like, I'm not gonna do their workouts anymore. What the heck do I do now? So I changed the game and I started using the Peloton and my new exercise thing has become a mix of cycling, stretching, meditation, or like 20 minutes of weightlifting, stretching, meditation. I just try to do more than one thing. I always stretch, I always meditate. And mm -hmm. um, using the Peloton, and doing their workouts has really allowed me to push myself and challenge myself during a workout, but then also outside of the workout. So I think that is something that's really important to my mental health is that it's first off a rush of endorphins that you're not gonna get otherwise, unless you're like yeah. going out dancing, which like a lot of people aren't doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, it gives you those natural positive endorphins, which can have a big effect on the rest of your day, um, helps you sleep better at night. It for me is stress relief. So I know that if I make the time to move my body, even if it's only 20 minutes on the bike or 20 minutes of yoga, um, 10 minutes of meditation, 10 minutes of stretching, just giving myself that time, like it's my me time and I'm going to do better at everything else throughout the rest of my day. I'm going to sleep better. I'm going to feel better. Um, and again, with the challenging yourself, like if I challenge myself during a ride or during my weightlifting, like the way that the trainers and the instructors talk to you, those things like stick with me in my brain. So the way that they're like, you can do one more rep or like, you can do this, like little motivational phrases and things like that. They're pushing you. And then when I get done my workout, I like to push myself and everything else that I do for the rest of the day. Like, because I accomplished that workout, I know that if I have other challenging things throughout my day or my week, I know that I can accomplish them because I already accomplished that one hard thing. So it's kind of about showing yourself that you can do hard things. You can do challenging things. Yeah, I remember I, whenever we moved, I went to a new spin studio and I love riding, love it. It's like the closest thing I can do to dancing. That's yeah, like uh, a healthy... Yeah, I worked at Psycho Bar for a while um, and I love it there. And I was talking to an owner of a studio and she was like, the whole point of like for her for riding is like you do something so hard, like in class, like you want it like during those sprints, you want to give up, you want to just like stop, but you just like mentally push yourself and keep going because you know your body is going to follow. And then like she told me, she was like, I do that and push everyone in class because as soon as you get into the real world, like that's what you need. You need those skills that you learn from working out. Like 
um, on Monday, I literally did one of the hardest workouts I think I've done in a super long time. I like every single second I wanted to give up. Like it was, we had to do like five miles on the prison bike, um, 10 sled pushes, laps, uh, 200 kettlebell swings, and then 200 wall balls. And literally each sled push lap, I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Like my back hurts. I just want to like be done like on the bike every mile like I was just like oh so close so <laughs> close I was like oh my god I'm only two miles and I'm like drenched in sweat like dying but like and by the end like I was the last one to finish but by the end everyone's just like around you and it's just like you can do it like come on like counting out the reps and then like that transitions like the next day I was like oh, I don't want to do this schoolwork like I just don't like have the mental ability and it's like yeah you do like you just did this really hard workout so like transitioning like that to real life have you ever had like that kind of experience exactly that's so say you do one of the hardest workouts you have ever done or in a long time on monday i can't believe you did what you did on monday (laughs) i did an arm workout and that was one of the hardest workouts that i've done in quite some time um my arms were literally shaking i felt like i was like whenever i'm 85 years old and i'm shaky all the time i feel like this is how i'm gonna feel (laughs) (laughs) an old person um but I'm sorry what was the question I just completely lost my train of thought um like (laughs) like having that like mental strength like working out and then transitioning to like the real world um I think when you asked me that question the first thing I think of and kind of when you were talking I was thinking about doing things that you don't necessarily want to do but just having the mental strength and pushing yourself to do them anyway so Um, I did get off track with a morning routine and like an overall life routine recently, but Mm -hmm. this week I'm getting back on track and I already feel really good about it. And I feel very hopeful that I'll be able to continue with the path that I'm on. So the first thing that I do every morning is make my bed and I put my feet on the ground and I'm like, literally right off the bat, I don't want to make my bed. Like, that's not something that I want to do right now, but I'm going to do it. And then it's simple things like I drag my feet into the bathroom, brush my teeth, wash my face. I don't want to, but I do it. Mm -hmm. And then I love breakfast and coffee. So that's not something I have to push myself to do. But (laughs) after I have my coffee and my breakfast, then I'm like, I could literally get back in bed and watch Netflix because I'm looking for a job. I haven't started my next classes for school yet. So I had time, but I'm pushing myself. I don't want to read. I'm going to do it. I don't want to gratitude journal, especially right now. With gratitude, it's really hard to think of things that you're grateful for right now just because everything seems like such a struggle and the world is so crazy. But so especially sitting down and journaling about things you're grateful for, not something that I particularly want to do. So it's just that pattern, honestly, that I'm getting back into. When you challenge yourself in a workout, then you have to challenge yourself in your everyday life. You don't want to do your workout, but you're going to do it. And then with those other little things like reading, journaling, meditating, even like I'm starting to blog again and I'm like, I don't really want to do it, but I know that after I blog, just like after I do a workout, I'm going to feel better. So I think until you get into some kind of a routine where you don't even have to think about it, which for me, that's always taken like a solid three months. I know people Mm -hmm. say it takes like 21 days to create a habit. And I believe that, but for me, it's always taken like two and a half to three months to get into those habits not having to think about it anymore 
But until then, I think it's just repeating things that you don't necessarily want to do, but you do them because they're good for your mental and emotional and physical health. Yeah. And then you went into something I also want to talk about is like, um, just like how to like put your mental health first also. Like for me, um, I've been in a lot of IOP programs for anyone listening who doesn't know, it's an intensive outpatient um, program. Uh, and the one thing I always, my therapist always said to me is, I don't care if you do nothing, as long as you like have two things you do all day. My two things would be brush my teeth and wash my face. And there would be weeks where I would wake up, not want to get out of bed, brush my teeth, wash my face, get back in bed. And then that was it. And then eventually was get up, brush my teeth, wash my face, have breakfast, and then go uh-huh. back to bed. Like that slow buildup. And then that like helped me create that morning routine. So um, I recently was fighting a major depressive episode and my uh, therapist was like, you know, you just need to stick to your morning routine because when you go back to your basics, like that's what helps the most. So what advice would you give someone to like for starting a morning routine? Because I feel like you see these people on Instagram, like me, I have like 10 things I do in the morning and I feel like you're probably the same way. Like all this, you see these people who are like, oh, they wake up, like I pull my affirmation cards, I'll do my journaling, like I'll like, answer texts eventually like wash my face like I have a whole thing but what would you say to someone that's just like is just like I don't have a routine I need to like put some structure into my life um so I didn't mention this yet um for anyone listening I have my own podcast it's called say yes to you and you can find it on Spotify and I do have an episode about my morning routine so that was something I made per request of other people just for people literally listening that do not have a morning routine but want to create one. But my morning routine, um, I also wrote a post about this the other day. I think of it as small victories. So a victory is, I like to find it in the post, it's like having an achievement or an accomplishment, I guess, against an odd or difficulty. So recently, Mm -hmm. um, odds and difficulties that I was having was literally my own morning routine. Like, having motivation to do just like you, anything except brush my teeth, wash my face and eat breakfast. I felt like I would hit a wall after I did those things, but I knew deep down inside of me, like you've done more and you can do more. So I think that's something really important for anyone listening to kind of like, I just wanna say to you right now, like you know that you're capable of probably a little bit more than you're doing. You can push yourself a little bit more. And when you achieve those small victories, in the beginning of your day you just feel so much better about the rest of your day and when your head hits the pillow at night you know that you showed up as the best version of yourself because you started your day by accomplishing those small things so again i'll just repeat the few things that i do every morning for somebody that is lost and wants to start doing things every morning um i wake up at 7 30 now which is not ideal for me i have no reason to get up at 7 30 but 5 a.m. is too early, 9 a.m. is too late in my head. So I pick 7.30. That's a challenging time for me because I'm still tired. And again, I don't wanna wake up at that time. So I challenge myself by setting one alarm, not hitting snooze and getting out of bed at 7.30. I strongly advise to not play the snooze game. Like if you're trying to get up at 7.30, don't set an alarm for 7, 7.05, 7.10, 7.15, like set your one alarm, 
push yourself to turn it off and get out of bed as soon as you turn it off. Make your bed when you wake up. Um, I tell myself to brush my teeth, wash my face. I have vitamins and medicine that I take every morning. Um, I personally take vitamin D3, zinc, and magnesium. I think that those are vitamins that anybody could start taking just for your mental health, especially right now in the winter, since it's colder and it gets darker earlier and light out later, D3 is a great vitamin to take. Um, I get my vitamins together and then I have coffee and breakfast. And then I gratitude journal. I have the start today journal from Rachel Hollis. So if you're looking for a basic gratitude journal to start using every day, that journal prompts you to write down five things that you're grateful for and then 10 things that you have already made happen in your life, but it's 10 dreams for yourself. So you trick your brain by writing down 10 dreams you have for yourself, but in the format that they've already happened. Instead of saying, I am going to do this, you write down, I have already done this, or I did this. So like one thing for me that I write down every single morning is um, my anxiety does not control my life because right now I'm in a place where I go out to dinner and I have a lot of anxiety and it, I feel it overcoming yeah. me. But I know if I continue to work on it and if I continue to write it down every single day in my journal, I'll eventually get to a place where my anxiety isn't going to overcome my life in a simple situation like going out to dinner. Um, so those are just a few things I do. And then I read a book, I read a chapter of a self-help book and then um, blog because I'm a writer. So I think that's also really great in the morning is to accomplish one thing that you're putting off. So you get that thing done. You feel really good by just getting that thing out of the way or do something creative. So I'm a writer. I haven't been writing. So I forced myself to create a blog and start blogging every day just for like 20, 30 minutes, mm -hmm. exercise my gift of writing. So exercise your gift first thing in the morning just do something that makes you feel good yeah I love that I so my morning routine is like first of all I I had COVID a couple weeks ago so I just like slept yeah it was not fun I just like slept all day and my I'm finally getting my morning routine back like I kind of have enough energy like I'm actually waking up at a normal time like and what I had to do this is what I used to do for school and if I had to get up for work I'd I always set those multiple alarms. I stopped doing that. I set one alarm. I set one alarm for when I need to wake up and one alarm for five minutes before I need to leave because I will just get so distracted and then be late. Um, and for anyone who like struggles to get up, I don't know if you've ever heard of the three second rule. It's like three yeah, or five. Yes, yes, it's yeah. just like on those hard days, you I literally just close my eyes and be like one, two, three, and then just get up. Like, it doesn't matter if you just like, sometimes all I can do is just sit up and I'm like, all right, I'm going to count three again. And then I'll actually get out of bed, but it's tricking your brain. Cause it takes, I think they say like three to five seconds for your brain to like fight back and be like, no, like that's not what we're doing. So you have to like, knowing that you can get ahead of that and be like, no, like I'm getting up like these three. And like, even just the countdown, like even when I'm working out, like sometimes when I'm like, oh, like, I don't want to do another rep. Like I literally, I remember I was squatting the, for the first time the other day and I was like I do not want to do this I was like holding the bar my trainer was just like three two one go so even like in that sense like when you don't want to do that last rep when you don't want to get out of bed you don't want to finish an assignment don't want to go to class to work it's always just like 
count to three, count to five, you know, whatever you want in your number. I forget which one they say it is, but. I think it's you know. um, from Mel Robbins and it's yeah. do one like an astronaut ship taking off. Like yeah. when an astronaut goes off, it's three, two, one, and it goes up into the air and that's it. So it's kind of yeah. the same thing with you. Just, exactly. I like to close your eyes, three, two, one, get out of bed. Three, two, one. I know, Um, do you follow Mig Zazon? No, I don't. <gasps> You don't? Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I thought we were going to bond over this. Okay, we're going to bond over it in the future then because okay, she's okay. amazing. And one thing that she posts every single day as somebody that struggled with an eating disorder and so much, um, she's gotten back into going to the gym recently and she just posts on her story all the time about mm-hmm. three, two, one, got myself out the door, went to the gym. So that's yeah. like her thing recently as somebody that doesn't want to go to the gym, but like knows that she should for her mental health. Three, two, one, out the door. Just got to yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like as annoying as it sounds, like that's just the only way to get it done. So I always start with that, you know, and then I'll, I have affirmation cards, which I love. I learned from um, someone I follow on Instagram. I think it's, I forget where the handle is, but her name's Natalie and she has like a chronic illness and, um, so I did a program with her about like accepting, you know, my celiacs and all my like um, actual health issues. Um, I don't want to say mental health issues are just as important as health issues. Um, I feel like that kind of whatever. Anyways, <laughs> um, so I always pull affirmation card and I leave it out on my desk so I constantly see it. Um, another, my gratitude one I got off Amazon is like five minute like gratitude journal and it's like when you do it in the morning and then at night and it's like a pay I think it's like 90 days or something so I finally just like started getting back into that another journal that I really like um it's called zen as fuck and I think let that shit go they're just like kind of like restless journal type things it's like the best thing like one thing was like write all the things like negative you don't like and then you like cross them out and write in like a different like color on top of it something you do like about yourself or something like that that. it is like the best thing so like I'll do a page from that kind of and then you but you also have to make sure you wake up for enough time to do this like on Monday I woke up so flustered like my whole day was thrown off because I woke up like 10 minutes for class and I was just like oh like like what is life like I feel like that sets you up for like your whole day and then for me at night I have the worst nighttime routine but I think nighttime routines are just as important as mornings because my nights I'm like laying in bed I'm like bored like on TikTok doing whatever I'm like no I need to like brush my teeth take my contacts out wash my face like take my meds and go to bed and it's like sometimes I'm just so tired I'm like I don't want to so even then I'm like three two one let's go just like do it and you'll feel better and then you can go to sleep it's just like the best feeling when you actually take care of yourself it is it really is and it's honestly not easy and like when you say nighttime routine the one thing that um I left the job that I was working recently but Mm -hmm. when I was working and I was going out a lot which is not good because we're in a pandemic (laughs) but I was going out quite often and I would get home late and I wouldn't want to take my makeup off and I would wake up the next morning with my makeup on and that was Mm -hmm. like one of the worst and I know there's girls listening you can relate to this it feels awful why do we do it I don't know but we do it (laughs) I would forget to take my makeup off but it's simple little things like that um like taking your makeup off brushing your teeth just like taking care of yourself at night think of how you're going to feel the next morning 
And then again, like if you can work out in the morning or the afternoon, think of how good you're going to sleep at night. Like yeah. everything is a domino effect and one thing helps the other. And it just like all goes into a good flow if you can get into good consistent habits. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Um, one thing that you recently just came back from was taking a social media break, yes. which I have done before. And it is just like the best feeling. So when did you like realize you needed a break from social media? Um, I did start a new part-time job a few months ago. And when I started that new job, I know a lot of people go through this where something new comes into your schedule, something in your life changes, and it can seem like that threw me out of my routine. So as I said, I wasn't on track with my morning routine, a good nighttime routine, anything. Um, I got really lazy with all that stuff. And um, honestly, I want to say I feel like I got not, not lazy with social media, but my brain was not in the place of getting on and posting every single day, which like I know I'm in a better place now because I started doing that again. Um, that's not something everybody does, but for me, like as somebody that's been blogging since eighth grade, like it brings me joy to get onto some kind of a creative platform and post a photo and write a caption every single day. So I was doing that with fitness at one point when I first started my Instagram and then I transitioned it into like lifestyle. And then now it's more mental health, self-love, self-care focused and honestly a couple months ago again like I just didn't have the mental and physical energy to get on there and post things every single day so I told mm -hmm. myself I actually made a new account and on that account I would still post photos but I would have captions that were like a couple words or like a sentence so I was still active but on that new account I followed like 20 people and it was mm -hmm. like Peloton instructors mental health accounts like people that were like celebrities that were from like the bachelor because I love the bachelor so love the bachelor <laughs> it was all very like light and fluffy people that mm -hmm. I was following it wasn't like I was consuming content from people from high school and this person and that person so it was so good for me to have that other account to fall back on mm -hmm. and still use the app every now and then but it was like people that don't know who I am, which made me feel good. And I wasn't looking at anyone that I knew personally. Um, but then I've also deleted the app for, I think it was last September. I got rid of Instagram for an entire month. And I remember that's when I was living in Philly and I was commuting um, to my job from my house outside of the city on a SEPTA bus. And I caught myself instead of scrolling on my phone, I started reading more books. So I would take a book with me on the bus and I would read on the bus for like 30 to 40 minutes on my way to work. So um, simple little things can replace the amount of time that we spend on our phone scrolling. And mm -hmm. I think you're not going to understand that until you actually take a social media break yourself. Yeah, I could not recommend it more if it's for a couple of days or a week or a month or however long you want to. I think a lot of the times we tell ourselves like, I'll take a break for a couple of days. And then honestly, you might enjoy it so much that you end up taking a break for a week or a month. And it becomes a lot longer than you anticipated because once you let go of scrolling every single day, you can find new habits to replace that habit with. And there's a lot of other 
more beneficial habits for your mental health and just for your well-being that are better than scrolling on your phone. So yeah. I love taking social media breaks. It really helps reset my brain and just like refresh me. And then it makes me, I also think of the way that I use the app in the first place. So a lot of the times when I come back from a break, I use the app in a different way and I'm just more conscious of how much I'm using it. And it just helps me so much. I couldn't recommend it more. Yeah, I remember I took my first break probably like a year and a half ago and I just like didn't post, I think for literally like months on end. I was just like, I'm going to take like a week off, like whatever. Ended up being probably like total like six months of like, I was on the app scrolling, but like didn't feel pressure to post anything. Didn't feel like I had to like check it all the time. Like, yeah. and then at one point it was like friends text me be like, oh, did you see like this person posted this? Like they're doing this now. And I'm like, no, like I'll go look at it because it's like one thing that's relevant. And to me, like, I love posting on social media because it's just, like, a way to, like, either help someone, inspire someone, just, like, like you said, just, like, a creative outlet that, like, yes. I feel like dancing for me was always my creative outlet, so now I've kind of, like, transitioned it to new ways, and whenever it started to feel like a chore to me, like, oh, like, I have to post because, like, you know, that's how, like, you build a whatever, build a following and, like, have people, like, relate to you, but it's, like, reality like doesn't matter if it's like a thousand people or like one person if it feels like a chore that means like you need a break yes. um and I feel like with working out sometimes if you feel like some days it will feel like a chore like oh, I have to work out but then also like to me it realizes like if it really 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 feels like a chore that day that means you need to take a break from it like it's okay to not work out every single day it's okay to not be on social media every single day and Yes. Yeah. Yes. I couldn't agree more with all of that. Yeah. So, do you? Have, that was kind of all I had planned. Did you have anything else you want to add or anything? Um. I guess. I guess I would like to finish with reiterating how important mental health and, like, what am I trying to say? Mental health is the same as physical health. That is something that I really wanted to reiterate and get across, um, especially with health and fitness taking the world by storm right now. There's so many people that are focused on, just like I was, working out to look a certain way and getting in that gym session. But again, just try to think of what other things you could add into your life for your mental health other than just exercise. So I'm really happy that we talked a lot about that. Like yeah information cards and the journaling and the reading and morning routines and nighttime routines and all of that like there's so much more to life than just getting in that workout session you can do so many other things that are great for you um yeah. and then also something that i didn't talk about but i want to mention is when it comes to mental health i go to i was going to therapy weekly virtually but now i cut it back to bi-weekly for financial reasons but I go to therapy virtually and I also meet with a psychiatrist. When I first started meeting with a psychiatrist, it was weekly, but now it's, I haven't met with her in like over a month now. Um, but point being, I go to therapy, I take three different kinds of medications and vitamins for my mental health as well. So if you're someone that is struggling with your mental health, please know that you are not alone. Please know that there are people out there, literally the two of us on social media, that if you DM'd us, we would love to talk to you and point you in the right direction. And just, yeah. you could talk to both of us. And then also there are therapists and there are psychiatrists and there are 
counselors and hotlines and so many resources to help push you in the right direction, especially if you are in a dark place and if you're struggling with doing those little things like brushing your teeth and getting out of bed, um, just know that you're not alone and you can overcome a dark place and we are here for you and so many other people are here for you as well. Yeah, if you're not in therapy, get in therapy. Yeah. <laughs> especially like, especially now it's winter. I have seasonal depression. So as much as like you think like you're in a really good place, even um, if you feel like you're in like you, even if you're doing all the things that we're talking about, I would still recommend going to therapy because you don't, not that you don't know when the shoe's going to drop, but you don't know when life's going to come, especially now we're stuck at home. We're barely having social interaction. Like just having that social interaction with my therapist is like the best thing I look forward to every single week because one, I can vent. Two, she can be realistic with me and it's no bullshit. She knows me. She knows when I'm lying to her. And it's just like the best feeling. Same with my psychiatrist. He can like tell if I'm like, oh yeah, meds are totally working when like they're actually not. And I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm great. Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so yes, a hundred percent. I second every single thing you said. Um, and then I know you said your Instagram podcast a couple of times. So we just want to plug yourself really quick um, for everyone to follow you because especially if you struggle with mental health, I really recommend following Ange. I love all your posts. It is just a constant reminder of like taking care of yourself first. Thank you. Yeah, I really like the core of what I'm posting right now to be realistic and authentic. And even if it's like we all use filters, we all edit our yeah. photos, even if there's a filter on a picture, like yeah, I'm a writer. So I really hope for my messages to shine through my caption and just be a constant reminder that it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to show up as who you are and just embrace every part of yourself and be real with yourself and others. Um, my Instagram is just Ange Marie and my podcast is Say Yes to You. And please send me a direct message. I would love to chat with you. And again, just remind you that you're not alone and it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling right now and go through whatever you're going through. Yeah, thank you so much for Thank taking you. the time and talking to me. Thank so, you for so having good. me.